Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm so glad you are back with us today. I am back with Lee Bortons and Alex Newman, and we are talking about the Declaration of Educational Independence. If you missed Monday's episode, definitely go back and listen to that one because we talked about this declaration, what it is, how it came to be, why it's necessary. Um, it, it might seem something that might not matter, but it really does. And as I said at the end of Monday's episode, this is part of history, you guys. Um, we have an opportunity to really make a difference in our world. And this is a, a small but big thing that really can make a difference in our families, in the future freedom that our kids have for our, the next generation to come, our kids' kids and our kids' kids' kids, um, and their ability to have the freedom to home educate and to disciple their children as we are doing with ours, because this is a God-given responsibility that we have. And, and we don't take that lightly here at the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry. Um, it's why we do what we do. It's why we give you a new podcast every week so that we can encourage you and we can help equip you to be able to disciple your kids and to educate them with excellence. And so um, I'm so glad that you are with us again. Thank you, Alex and Lee, for being back with me again today. Before we get back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com, try them out for free, and they have a 100% money back guarantee up to 12 months. So you could use it for the whole year and decide that it's just not for your family and they will refund all of your money. Um, they stand that firmly behind their product and it is a great, great curriculum. My, my girls use it and it is fantastic. So uh, ctcmath.com. Well, um, Alex, I, I wanna kind of start back at the beginning of the document. You read it at the beginning of Monday's episode. And so let's kind of read through the first paragraph, and let's just dissect this as we go because I, it is so well written and so well thought through. Um, I can't imagine, like you said, Lee, that it was like herding cats to try to get so many people to agree and to write the different parts of it. But it's a beautiful, it's very beautifully written as you read through it. It makes sense, it flows, and it really makes you think through what our responsibilities are. So Alex, can you read for us the first paragraph and then talk through that with us? Happy to do it. Thank you, Yvette. And so uh, it begins with, we the undersigned endowed by nature and nature's God with certain inalienable rights do declare that the authority to direct the education of citizens rests with family government and not with civil government. We affirm and declare that a flourishing society is built upon families that are free to exercise those rights in order to fulfill their obligations and responsibilities to future generations and further declare. And so, uh, you know, right at the beginning, I, I, I'm sure people who um, got a decent education will recognize some of this language, right? A, a mm -hmm. lot of it is very familiar to people who've read the Declaration of Independence, which starts off with, the, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident. It starts off with uh, nature and nature's God. Uh, of course, we didn't invent this language. We borrowed this language from uh, the incredible tradition that led to the establishment of our incredible republic. Um, mm -hmm. and, and in fact, Thomas Jefferson, who, who primarily wrote the Declaration of Independence, did not invent this language. Uh, a lot of it was borrowed from some of the greater thinkers that came uh, before him. Uh, in fact, uh, this whole concept of nature and nature's God this was a concept that was explored by Sir William Blackstone in Commentaries on the Laws of England. There's a very profound significance to this language. And I think it's important that we started that way because we're starting here with something that's transcendent. It's not like this is our opinion. And so right. pay attention to our opinion. No, no, this is something rooted in transcendent truth. 
God is the author of nature. God is the author of nature's laws. And so this is very, very significant that people understand. This isn't just the opinion of some people who came together and wrote a declaration. These are principles that are rooted in the eternal that God has revealed through nature and also through revelation. Um, and our founding fathers built on that in the Declaration of Independence. Of course, that, that paved the way for our great republic. We're hoping that reminding Americans of these principles will help pave the way to once again having a flourishing society like we at least at one time in our history had. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I was reading through it and I was kind of highlighting different parts of it, I, I of course, hi highlighted and bolded the endowed by nature and, and nature's God, um, at, because again, that's where it all starts. In the beginning was, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Like Jesus, God, he is the creator. He is, as we talked about in Monday's episode, he is the one who rules over all creation, right? Because he's the one who created it. Um, and so that's where our authority is established. But then I love that it goes on to say that the authority to direct the education of citizens, being our children, little citizens, rests with a family government and not with civil government. And so that's where this points back to as a homeschool family and as a mom, like I just think about that and think, man, it is my responsibility to direct the education of my children. And we know, of course, that education is discipleship. And that's a huge deal for us as parents to understand that it's not just about, and we talk about this on the podcast all the time, but it's not just about reading and writing and math. It is about pointing our kids to Jesus. And we have a great responsibility to do that. It is not the job of the civil government to do that. And then Alex, you mentioned um, the part, it says, where, it says we affirm and declare that a flourishing society Flourishing, I love that word. I love that you guys put that in there, is built upon families that are free to exercise those rights. That's where I think we've lost so much in our society today. Yeah, and I do think the emphasis on families is really, really important here. Um, you know, yeah. we don't want just atomized individuals. Family is really, it's an institution that's ordained by God, and it is the building block of any flourishing or, or even decent society. When you get rid of family right. as the building block for civilization, what happens is a horror show, and uh, we're kind of seeing the fruit of that today in our society. It's, it's an absolute atrocity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lee, would you take the next section? Do you mind if I just uh, clarify something? The, the yes, struggle please. very hard with citizens rests with the family government. Uh, and I loved your interpretation of it. But when I was writing it, I was thinking of my college age students and my grown adult children. Even though they're adults who pay their own bills and make their own decisions, they do so in light of the gospel I shared with them. Yeah. They call my husband and I for advice. They know that they are still a part of a family because this mm. document doesn't apply to K-12 education. It applies to all education in the United States and worldwide. That even you know our state schools, which are really struggling right now and becoming very apparent, and there we are trying to save them rather than recognizing they shouldn't exist in the first place. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Lee. I, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. And I think because I'm the mom of young girls still, you know, they're still in our home. And so I'm not yet at that point where I'm thinking about adult children, but that is such a beautiful picture of what the family looks like, right? I mean, once our kids grow up and are out of our home, they don't stop being our children and we don't stop being family. It's not like this dismembered family who goes off in their own different directions, everyone doing their own thing, or at least that's not God's design for family. Um, and so I, I think it's amazing. I love that your kids still come to you and that you still get to be part of their lives in speaking truth and encouragement and, and giving advice and all of those things. I mean, that's so, 
such an important part of parenting and family. So thank you for thinking through that um, and that aspect. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Lee and Alex. Lee, would you take the next section and walk us through that? Sure, that education, which is simply the soul of a society as it passes from one generation to the other, is the natural and proper jurisdiction of family government and not of civil government. And that the bond between man and woman is so sacred and its effects on their sons and daughters so incalculable that all institutions are obliged to respect, defend, and maintain that bond. That all forms of government, self, family, church, and civil, or ordained by God to preserve the life, liberty, and property of its members in accordance with the laws of nature, which we referred to in the opening. And so because it is the soul of a society from one generation to the next and the next and the next, that's why our families matter for decades, not till our children are just 18, 19 years old, um, because we want to help them also to make the adult decisions that uh, help for a flourishing society. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the second part, that bond between man and woman is so sacred that all institutions are obliged to respect, defend, and maintain that bond is a direct contradiction to what we see going on now with all the dysphoria is occurring. And then we wanted to remind people, because everyone says the government should do it, and we're like, but which government? Should you learn to self-govern? Is it your family that's working together on this? Is it your family of families, your church, and then the civil government afterwards? But all of those are ordained um, by God to preserve life, liberty, and property in accordance with the law of nature, not the laws of what I decide on Tuesday. Yeah. I, it's interesting to me that you put property in here because as we think of a you know civilized government as opposed to a socialist government, and we think through the idea of, of property, right? I mean, it's, it, it's so interesting to me that people think we actually should live in a socialist society, but it's because people have been taught that in the public school system. And so they think, Oh, this is good and this is best. And and you're so clear in this document saying that's that's not it. All forms of government, self, family, church, and civil are ordained by God to preserve the life, liberty, and property of its members in accordance with the nature, with the laws of nature. And I think it's so important that you put in there also the bond between man and woman, and you you um mentioned this, kind of alluded to this as well. But we look at what's happening in the public school system and they have it so backwards. I mean, the the family unit, again, has just been so torn apart intentionally, and it's it's so scary what's happening. We're looking at California, what's happening with laws in California and parents not being able to, uh, you know, say to the little girl, you're a little girl, and they're a little boy, you're a little boy. They have to affirm them um, 
and their insanity, really. Um, and, and parents are encouraging this. And if you don't affirm them, you're somehow being abusive to your kids. I mean, this is insane. It's true insanity. And so this really does come back to God's word. And what does God's word say about the family? And that's really what we have to look at. Um, Alex, can you take the next part of it and pull that apart for us? Happy to do it. Yep. Uh, it says uh, further to reverse the civil government's usurpation of the proper functions of family government. We declare that both elected officials and unelected bureaucracies must act in accordance with the natural and constitutional limitations that circumscribe the powers of civil government. The civil governments must make no laws restricting the free exercise of each family to associate for educational purposes through policy, enforcement or funding. And any such laws or regulations must be removed. Uh, so I think the word usurpation here is critical. And, and I think this is mm -hmm. something that's critical for conservatives, for Christians, for everybody to understand what we're dealing with here is a relatively modern phenomenon. The yeah. idea that government should be responsible for education. And secondly, it is a usurpation. That means it was yeah. a, a function that was stolen. It was usurped from its proper sphere, which would be, of course, family government. And so uh, we declare that elected officials and unelected bureaucracies must acknowledge these limits. Um, and this was always understood. I mentioned earlier, uh, Sir William Blackstone, he actually writes in commentaries on the laws of England that any law that is contrary to God's laws as revealed in nature and through revelation um, is a fraud and is not a law at all, but the transcendent laws of God and nature are binding over the whole globe in all places at all times. Uh, and so that applies to every elected official in this country. It, it applies to every unelected bureaucrat. And of course, in this country, we were very blessed to be born in the United States of America, where the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land, as it says in the Constitution. This is the document that actually underpins the existence of the government without this charter, without this contract, if you will, there is no permission for these elected officials or unelected bureaucracies to exist in the first place. So for them to go outside of what the Constitution allows, which is now happening on a regular basis, usurping powers from other levels of government, usurping powers from other branches of government and usurping, usurping powers from families and, and even individuals, uh, this has got to stop. And so that's why we, we tried to frame it in these transcendent terms. Uh, and then, of course, the corollary to that is that any laws or rules or regulations that restrict these freedoms, that are God-given freedoms, that are inherent in the individual and the family, must be removed. Now, we recognize that's not going to happen tomorrow or even next week. But again, we're, we're defining an objective here. We're defining principles here that exist mm -hmm. independent of what the government may be doing at this moment. And um, I think it's important that as people who are in this movement are, are going out and trying to make the case, we not rely just again on the pragmatic argument. Well, government's doing a bad job. Yes, the government is doing a bad job. Of course, the government's doing a bad job. That's because it is not proper what they're doing to begin with. And so, uh, you know, that, I think a lot of that is encapsulated right here. And we need to remind government and we need to remind citizens. We're supposed to be a self-governing republic where we, the people, are in charge. We need to remind citizens that a lot of these activities that are being undertaken by the federal, state and even local government are unconstitutional. They are immoral and they should not be happening. Mm. Go back to um, you. You said at the very beginning of that, um, that, where, that how the government did usurp our authority as parents in the education of our kids, that that's a modern idea. And Alex, I know you could talk for days and days and days on the past, but go back a little bit before this modern idea of the government taking over for us. What did it look like in past times? 
I, I think this is so important for people to understand. I just, I, I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, throughout 2000 years of church history, parents and families have always been regarded as the primary source of responsibility and authority in dealing with education. That was true all the way up to a few hundred years ago. The Reformation came along. Martin Luther, some of the other reformers argued that maybe this, the uh, the church should play a little bit of a more significant role. You know, of course, the role of the church, one of the roles of the church is to equip the saints. And so some of the reformers said, well, maybe the church can come alongside parents here and help a little bit. But the idea that this function would be removed from the family and put in the sphere of civil government, it's a very, very new innovation. I mean, you know, the ancient Greeks flirted with it a little bit. It was a total disaster. I mean, think Sparta. Um, and, and then it was resurrected in the early 1800s by a man who rejected the Bible, who rejected private property, who rejected the family as an institution. His name was Robert Owen, set up this ridiculous communist compound in Indiana called New Harmony, total failure. And uh, he came to the conclusion that it failed because children had been educated by families in a Christian society. And so the solution to that, in his view, was having the government take over. Uh, that idea snowballed and culminated in this atrocity we have today called the public school system. Uh, we've got to recognize this is, first of all, a new institution. It has been a very harmful, I mean, harmful is really the understatement of the century. This has absolutely devastated our society. And um, we've got to get back to understanding what came before so that we can understand what these principles look like in action. And we can appreciate the benefits, the fruit of family-led education was the United States of America, the peace, the prosperity, the liberty that that produced. And if we want to get back to those fruits, we're going to have to get back to the tree that produced those fruits. And that begins by getting rid of this usurpation that has now hijacked the minds of multiple generations of Americans. Amen. Amen. We're out of time. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to continue talking through this document. You guys, thank you for being with us. Lee, Alex, thank you so much for your time today. If you've not left a review for this podcast, would you take a minute to do that and just let others know why they might want to listen to you? That always helps us with ratings and to get the podcast into more people's hands so that they also can be encouraged in their homeschool journey. Uh, we love you guys. Listen to the very end for a clip of what's coming up tomorrow on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast, and we'll see you back then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. I've said this for many years now. I believe this is the most crucial battle facing us today. And, and that's not to downplay the significance of the other ones. There's a lot of important battles going on that we all need to be involved in. But if we lose on this education battle, we're gonna lose on every other battle. We're gonna lose our churches. We're gonna lose our families. We're gonna lose our country. We're gonna lose our liberty and our property and all the rest of it. 